Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, a special easy mode where you've already reviewed the episode. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going great. Yeah. Just how windy it is outside? Oh, way windy. It's very windy. There's a tree on my street that was overturned from the wind. There was a tree on my street that was also overturned. I was away for the weekend. Mm. Come back. Tree. Just had huge, enormous tree. Had fallen over. Crushed cars mm, um, a car crusher a car crusher uh the news was parked in front of the tree like three news trucks right overnight must have been doing like well maybe not overnight they probably did like the 11 o'clock news and then they went home right there was no breaking news to happen at two o'clock in the morning for the fallen over tree <laughs> is what i'm saying <laughs> right right but there was a news presence yes that's the point uh-huh. and i don't think we do- look there was no news presence for my overturned tree well i think it was otherwise you're okay. closer to hollywood than i am no, yeah no, 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 no. <laughs> sure sure it was more convenient uh, i mean yours is right off the free you know what you know what doesn't matter yeah, 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 you're right, you're the right. important <laughs> thing is that a storm came through la uh-huh uh very windy there was like lightning which is very rare here it was cool on Friday night. Like, uh, I watched it rain a little bit. This is what my life has become. I was out of town. <laughs> Great. But when I got back, uh, like, the damage from the storm couldn't have been that bad. Because, again, three news trucks outside of an overture tree. And look, if you were crushed by the car crusher, that's bad news for you. Especially if you're a car. But probably not three van worthy. Maybe one van worthy. You're you're blaming you are suggest you are accusing, I guess, the Los Angeles media of uh overplaying the severity of this storm. <laughs> no, especially no, no. when there's a hurricane. <laughs> no no no. What I what mm. I'm what I'm saying is that I I just want us to be clear with our accusations. Yeah, it, I'm saying that it was um an otherwise sn- slow news day. Very good. For local news. Because if anything else had been happening, not a three van tree is no, what I'm saying. Not not a three van tree whatsoever. There was um, I was just gonna recall a story about years ago a a, a different overturned tree <laughs> on a different street, also in Los Angeles. But I'm realizing now that's not a story. But yes. if you have an overturned <laughs> an overturned tree story, please write to us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. I'm gonna amend that. Don't do that. Uh, we did get an email from Ben. Uh, ben, thank you for your email. He wants to write in uh, and tell us about his thoughts on the um, Switch 2, which we talked about last week. Um, he says, hey, gu- hey guys. <clears throat> Excuse me. I just got started listening to your excellent podcast. I have some ideas as to the new Switch and what it will have. It- its name will be Switch U, and it will be better than the current version. Ben. Ben, we already disagree on one of those points. The other one, I agree. Yeah, sure. It will be better. Mm -hmm. Um, It will be compatible with current Joy-Cons. The RAM will be much better, and so will the Wi-Fi radio. Good so far, right? Uh Uh-huh. Other than this Switch U, which is not going to happen. 
Uh, he goes on to say, the screen will be optimized if not turned into a UHD screen. The battery will be fixed. And what I'll- is a UHD screen? Mark, I don't know. Ultra, high, ultra definition. high definition. There we go. We got it. It's ultra high definition. Don't we just call that 4K? Or 8K? Maybe it's more than that. <laughs> spooky. <laughs> spooky. That was a weird cadence coming out of your mouth. Uh, the internal memory will also be bigger. There will be a new line of Joy-Cons that will have a D-pad instead of the separate buttons. One can only hope. Um, the the head uh, Joy-Cons will be upgraded to have better sensors. The Pro Controller will have a headphone jack, and it will finally have Bluetooth support. It will also have a Nintendo keyboard and mouse for those who prefer playing on PC, but also love Nintendo. And then parenthetically, he says, cough, cough, ninja. And then close parentheses. Ninja is a streamer who I don't watch. I kind of I don't really watch any streamers. It's my understanding that he plays PC games, but also likes <clears throat> Nintendo. Uh, ben goes on to say, there may also be haptic gloves, but that seems a bit far-fetched. Hope, hope springs in turtles, he says. That's how he signs off. Thanks for the show, Ben. Uh, Mark, what, what, what do you think here? You think, you think Ben's on to something? I mean, I think they wouldn't call the Switch you. I think they'd call it the Homer. <laughs> you, he is pitching a little bit of a Homer here. Now, uh, if I had to explain Ninja to you, I think it's only fair that we explain the Homer to our listeners, which is a reference to like a season two episode of The Simpsons, where Homer finds his long lost brother, Herb, uh, who designs cars and lets Homer design a car for the, for the common man. Uh, and Homer, of course, creates a monstrosity with a, a Bluetooth keyboard <laughs> and, and a UHD screen. Um, yeah, it seems like there's there's a lot of uh, wishful thinking in in this one. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like about that pitch. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> that, I it. mean, updated Wi-Fi radios. Yes. Um, more RAM, Bluetooth support. Like it, it's it's all good. Oh stuff. yeah, Bluetooth support, which I don't think we talked about. No, uh, completely neglected it. But that's why people should write in. Yeah, because we left we left that out entirely. Uh, headphone jack in the Pro controller, absolutely, one hundred percent. Uh, better sensors in the Joy Cons. I don't know that they need them. Yeah, let me uh, let me get like twelve ice cubes in there. Yeah, hey man, if we can get ram it full of ice cubes. Look, look you can say well, all you want about a UHD screen. I want that UHD rumble. I want some eight K rumble. <laughs> all right, Mark, we gotta <laughs> we gotta get down to the business at hand. No, not true. Here we got that email because Ben emailed us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. But that email can be used for a great many things. Yeah. We'll run through these pretty quick. Yeah. One, Sonic Forces borrowing program. You want to borrow cop- Patrick's copy of Sonic Forces. I know it. Don't deny yourself the pleasure. Write in to us with your mailing address. You'll go on a list, and when it becomes your turn, Patrick will mail it to you. He'll even include postage, so you have to pay nothing to get it back to us and somebody else can borrow it after you. It's the perfect program. Uh, And so far has been successful. The game is currently out. Someone is enjoying it or not enjoying it, and then they will send it back to me, probably. We don't know that for sure. The other thing you can do with that email address, look, Mark, we are going to come up with a list of the eight greatest NES games of all time. You and I are going to do that. That's right, and we're going to be doing it on November 8th. That's right. There's a lot of eights involved here. It's our top eight. The NES is an 8-bit system. It's happening on November 8th, 8888888. And we need you to write in with your picks for the top eight or the top one, the top two, 
the bottom one, yeah, the bottom you, two, because we're only put, putting one game per system on there. So if per, you, per franchise, per franchise, my mistake. So if you really want to see Mario Two on there, you got to make a case. Yeah, and especially if you like want to see Mario Two. Uh, I mean, I guess this implied I was going to say you want to see Mario Two, but you don't want to see Mario One. But if we're only putting one game per series, there you go. I'm just this is going too long. Yeah, you said this was going to be fast. It has not been fast. Look. I was just looking for some old, some like I was reaching back through my memories for some NES games, and I remembered Vegas Dreams, which is a bad gambling game on the NES. I might put that on my top eight. I don't know. We're out of control. You got to stop us. Uh, you can do that by writing into Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. But right now, Mark, we are going to get talking about the Legend of Zelda SP and what SP means and could mean in the future. Let's do it. Okay, so this thing came out of where? Nowhere, as far as I can tell. <laughs> uh, when we got the new NES Switch Online games on Tuesday last week, Wednesday last, whatever it was, um, last week, uh, there appeared a fourth game, The Legend of Zelda SP. Uh, and what it is, Mark, did you turn it on or go with Yeah, yeah. So it's Zelda. It's the original Legend of Zelda. But you start the game with anything that you can collect on the like overworld map. So all of the heart containers that are just like sort of littering the area. Um, you have a full complement of uh, rupees and arrows and bombs. You have the upgraded sword and armor. Um, but none of the uh, like you have the candle. Yeah, you have the yeah you have the candle. But it's none of the treasures that you find in dungeons. So like you don't have the raft. You don't have the the bow. You have arrows, but you don't have the bow. Um, you don't have the boomerang. You don't have the ladder. Any, any of these things, right? Um, and every burnable bush, every bombable area has been revealed. Um, they're, they're all just little staircases all over the map. It looks crazy. <laughs> um, and that's it. Other than that, the game is exactly the same. Um, so what is this? Why is this here? Is this oh okay? So before we like get into that, yeah, this is not something that has existed previously. Is that right? That's my understanding. Yeah. Okay, so this is something that Nintendo created specifically for the NES Switch Online. Yeah, and while it you know does sort of get rid of uh, you know some of the elements of exploration of the uh, original Zelda, um, it doesn't. You know, that game is still available for you to play in its uh, vanilla form on the Switch Online. So, like, you can play it or not play it. Like, the original version is is still there. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, in the crudest terms, this is an easy mode for The Legend of Zelda. And I say that with no disdain because I love easy modes. Well, and I think even more than easy mode, it is enabling mode, right? Um, it just gives you the resources to experience what that game has to offer or, you know, parts of it at any rate without having to like work or break your back to, you know, get there. Right. Cause I mean, the original Legend of Zelda is, is opaque. Yes. Um, especially if you are somebody who has been raised on modern games, like going 
back to the original Legend of Zelda is not easy. No, not not at all. And I I would even argue that the SP version doesn't necessarily address some of the things that makes the game so opaque. You just have a little bit more leeway to like deal with the the game's like other obstacles. Right. And I think that is like the sweet spot that they were trying to hit here. Yeah. Um because it takes a special type of gamer to want to play The Legend of Zelda and just walk around that map with no knowledge, just trying to burn every bush. Yeah. Right? Like, that is something that uh, a lot of people... Especially in 2018. Yeah, exactly. That's, like, something that a lot of people experienced when they were kids, when you have the luxury of time, when gaming was just, frankly, different... Yes. Than it is now, but I... And when you had access to fewer games. That, right. That, like, Zelda was going to have to be your game until next Christmas, because you blew your birthday and Christmas present on getting Zelda. And I don't think there's anything necessarily inherently pleasurable about that process. Y- yes. Yeah. I mean, the... I, I think there is something inherently pleasurable about overcoming that process, um, but it comes at the expense of being bored and frustrated for, you know many many an hour playing that game i mean we we recently played through the legend of zelda and we used the internet to aid us oh yeah left and right there's no way zero chance that i would have wanted to do that final dungeon without a guide oh yeah i forgot about the final dungeon um yeah and even there is the location of one of the one of the dungeons like the fourth one or maybe it's even the second one there's one of them that i can just never find without looking it up and i don't know why i just can't find it um so like having this uh having all of these resources from the get-go whether it makes the game easier or just like allows you to approach it differently where your priorities are different you're like no now it's sort of more of like a a combat and dungeon exploration game instead of like an overworld uh like sort of adventure game like it it changes how you approach the game and even if uh like i don't know that necessarily with what the items you start with that like you were saying it makes the game uh you may you may still not finish the game right the game is very like difficult in other ways but I do think it allows people to get further into it than you maybe necessarily would have, right? Yes. Because, like, again, if you're booting up Zelda for the first time with no knowledge of um, what's about to happen and you're like, I don't want to look at a guide for it, you go into the cave, then you come out, and, like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, just start walking. This at least gives you incentive to, like, walk around the map and you can do so probably without dying uh, all the time. Yeah. Uh, plus, you would see, like, those staircases and everything that you would at least be able to explore the map a little bit. Totally. Well, I, I think it also, like, if this were someone's introduction to The Legend of Zelda, and they were messing around with the SP version for a while, and then were like, I, I like this game. I'm going to go back and, like, I'm going to actually play it, play it, and go back to the vanilla version. I think that pretty well replicates what every kid's experience of this game was in the uh, late 80s, right? Of uh, you didn't pick up The Legend of Zelda and play it blind, right? Like you saw it at your friend's house and your friend had already been burning bushes. You had already seen something in Nintendo Power, whatever. You knew something about where there were secrets, what kind of items were out there. You You go into the game, you know, armed with the knowledge of the game already. And I think that uh, the SP version of this game 
can give you, can like cheat that for you, can give that to you, even though you're not coming at it the same like organic way that we did as kids. Yeah, absolutely. So sounds like we're both pro SP, uh, Zelda SP. Um, I, you know, played through the, the, the first dungeon, couldn't find the second <laughs> and then stopped playing. But, uh, that's more than I was going to do, you know, without like sitting down to do like a real, uh, serious playthrough of, uh, the legend of Zelda anyway. Um, so I super enjoyed it for that. Um, so turns out that there are a handful of other, uh, games that Nintendo has already listed with this, um, SP designation that they're presumably will be coming out in the next couple months as they're unrolling uh, the, the rest of the Nintendo Switch uh, NES Online lineup. Um, they are Double Dragon SP, Dr. Mario SP, Gradius SP, Metroid SP, Super Mario Brothers SP, and Super Mario Brothers 3 SP. Um, so let me ask you this, Mark. Do we know what SP like means, like what the designation actually means for these games? Uh, I mean, I think it sounds stands for special, but like, do I think that if your question is like, do I think that all of these are going to have like a similar living the life of luxury mode where they just load you up with like coins and extra lives and stuff? I I don't think that's necessarily true. Yeah, I I would also say that I don't think that's true, especially because I don't know what that means for like Double Dragon or Doctor Mario. Right, because Doctor Mario already has, uh. Like, you can control the difficulty. Right. You can control the speed at which the pills drop, and you can uh, select what level you want to start in. So, like, SP might mean, may, may have, it may have uh, other meanings, just that, like, they have done something to this game to make it different. It may not even necessarily be easier. In fact, it could be harder. Like, we, we, we don't know. Maybe there's a fourth virus in Dr. Mario. Yeah, I think it's cool that there are also third-party games yes. on this list. Like, they're not all just third-party or first-party. I wonder if, um, uh, was it Konami that did Double Dragon? Maybe. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I just wonder if, like, they were are involved in the SP version at all, or if it's all Nintendo making the decisions on... Um, like what the SP version of Double Dragon or Gradius is going to look like. Yeah, I mean, that would certainly be weird, right? <laughs> if, if Nintendo was like, no, no, we got it. <laughs> we're, we're, we, we, we just got all this. Uh, we, we, yeah, it'd be presumptuous, I would say. But I could see how like a Legend of Zelda SP where they kind of load you up with items at the beginning, I could see how that would be useful for something like Metroid. Well, but the weird thing about Metroid is like there sort of already was a Metroid SP in um, the cheat code Justin Bailey, which is a, a code that you could type in uh, on just like the, the regular password screen um, that would, uh, first of all, change Samus's costume, but then also give her, you know, all of like the power ups necessary to just like march into Mother Brain's uh, territory and, and rip her down. And it's consequently the only way I've ever beaten that game. Um, but so, like, it seems like it's already there. Uh, is there something else that they can do, like, easily just sort of, like, hacking the game to make it a different experience? Because I, I do think that that's one of the things that Zelda SP achieves is it makes the game a different experience. Or even something like Gradius, which is a side-scrolling shooter. Yeah. Um, yeah, how do, you, how, how do you change that? Right. I mean... And does it does it 
can it be the same thing of like you just start with all the upgrades like does is that enough to make it a different to make it like fundamentally different i'm also interested that at how many are listed here yeah because it seems like they're not counting these as part of the like two or three games that will be released every month yeah and so i guess we don't necessarily know when these will drop but presumably if they drop one a month this has uh like six months planned out yeah well and interesting to note that one of the games on here the vanilla version hasn't come out on the uh nes online thing yet which is metroid um so we already know we're gonna get an sp version plus metroid itself is actually coming um so yeah all 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 very strange but it 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 inspires a sort of uh, uh we wanted to talk about how nintendo has um address the idea of easy mode in a less like obvious way like this it's it's a rare nintendo game that will actually let you select a difficulty level right right um and they usually try to like build it into uh you know something that happens when you fail too many times or you know like so yeah we just talk about the different ways that they um approach that um and uh, for me, the the first thing that comes to mind, and it's probably because I failed in this game so many times, um, is Super Mario 3D Land or 3D World, um, especially in some of those like really tough uh, later levels. Um, when you die over and over again, it offers you a power up that's like a golden leaf, which makes you uh, you know Tanuki version of your character, but also invincible. Um, so it's like having a Starman and a uh, tanuki the the whole time so you know you can like kind of like float over things as as well as not be hurt by them um which i don't love as as a solution that i feel like the the fact that it showed up in 3d world is the tail end of that like chunk of time from the wii to the wii u where nintendo was very handholdy in yeah. their games you know, we saw this in, I think, like, the new Super Mario Brothers games, where if you failed a number of times, you know, they would just be like, do you want to skip this level? Like, just straight up, like, you don't have to play this if you don't want to. Yeah. Um, Which is not bad, but, like, we also saw it in ways like Skyward Sword with, uh, like, the sword character that's always, like, barking orders at you. Yeah. Um, And, you know, that was, like... People reacted very negatively to that because uh, it was basically there was very little discovery for yourself because if you hesitated for even a moment, um, the sword would be like, do do this. Fee? Fee. Fee, that's right. Um, Yeah, and I mean, it's it's sort of the the Metroid Fusion thing, too, of like, uh, you know, the games are so much about isolation and just like you wandering around and... Uh, then here comes Metroid 4, where it's like, well, there's also an AI telling you what to do at every turn, <laughs> um, which is also one of the you know problems with uh, that other Metroid game, the one that we just played. Other M? Other M, that's right. I just called it the other Metroid game. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that that game was also like, no, you're doing this. Do this now. Um, and very like story-focused and, like you say, hand-holdy. Um, and yeah, the sort of like option to just like skip a level feels very akin to that. Um, I know I've complained about how tough the uh, Octo expansion is in Splatoon 2, but there are parts of that game where if you fail it enough times, it'll just say, like, do you want to spend the currency to just skip this level? Um, and I have done that because there are, 
for me and in that game there are like types of challenges that i'm like i don't like this type of challenge i don't want to spend the time to like master this one very specific skill with a gun i'm never going to use in splatoon so like i'll i'll take that um and then sort of makes me have sympathy for other people that are like i don't want to i don't want to do this level i just want to get past it and see what's next yeah totally i mean that's kind of why i prefer the what they were able to do in like super mario odyssey or breath of the wild where it's just kind of like oh is this too hard or like do you not want to do this great you can go almost literally anywhere else yeah. and it won't uh stop your forward progress yeah there's like 800 moons in this thing if you don't want to get these three at the end of moped levels you don't have to you know um yeah and that they are plentiful enough and there are enough ways to have fun while avoiding those things that might be frustrating um yeah i i think that's that's perfect and you know uh breath of the wild does it beautifully uh because like not only are there shrines that you will just never see um when you're playing the game normally but like if you go into one and it does seem too difficult, you just don't do it. Um, and you know, there's always another one out there or another thing to do in that world. So that that makes yeah, the 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 those are like perfect ways to address um difficulty as far as I'm concerned. Uh okay, do we want to get into uh what other kind of SP what other SP games I, I made a small list. Of uh, I've got pitches for uh, Nintendo, some most of them NES games that would benefit from the SP <coughs> SP treatment. Would you like Would you like to hear them? Mark? Yeah, please. Um, and if any come to mind, well, well, I'm I'm running through my list. Uh, let me know. Hop in. My first, my number one. This would be a surprise to no one. Is Star Tropics SP? Um, Star Tropics is a game on the NES that I love. Um, but even loving it and having most of it memorized, I get stopped in the final, uh, uh, the final like two worlds or whatever it is of it. When the aliens come down, there are aliens in this game. Um, and you have to like board the spaceship. It just gets too hard. Um, so my pitch for the, uh, SP version of Star Tropics is anytime you enter a new cave or a new area or anytime you die, you get a full inventory of items of all items that are available in that stage. So if there's a potion, you get full potion. If you if there's a bat that's available somewhere in there, you just get the bat. Um, the game will do the horribly obnoxious thing of when you die, starting you back with only three hearts, even if you've got like twelve total heart containers, and you've got to like build up, like find those things scattered throughout the map to get powered up enough to use like your more powerful base weapons, it's obnoxious. Uh, you should be able to refill your health at any time. You should be able to use all the fun weapons that the game presents you with. You want those bullets? You want a slingshot? You want a baseball bat? You get them. You have them. Have fun with the items that are there. That's my pitch for Star Tropics SP. Do you know what I'd l- I would love to see in like a Final Fantasy SP? Mm, what's that? Because I don't know if you remember, but... Um, one of my gaming resolutions for 2018 that is seemingly perilously close to not coming true. Oh yes, is finishing the original Final Fantasy. This is a goal that we both share, so you're not in danger of losing any money on 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 the bet. Uh, but yeah, uh, what what would you like to see in a, a Final Fantasy SP? I would love to see um, just kind of like the niceties that have been uh, done to the other. V- 
later like remakes of Final Fantasy of the original Final Fantasy game in just like the menus. Mm. I would like to see that incorporated. Sure. So just just some yes, just some very nice simple things. Tell you what, I don't want to have to target uh, an enemy that died and that only to see my knight swing his hammer at empty space and for the game to tell me that it was ineffective. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, I would love to not have to buy like potions one at a time. Yeah, that would be nice too. I mean, it's uh, some of the later um, and like re-releases of uh, like Final Fantasy Nine. I know for sure. Um, will allow you to just do like maximum xp or like just change the level of your character um so you don't have to do any of the grinding to you know gain levels which does cut out like one of the like fundamental things that i remember of like my gameplay experience but also it's not something i'm I'm looking to recreate i don't need to wander around in like the plains outside the great gold saucer to like just gain level like i don't i don't need i don't need that experience again but i might want to play the game again um so yeah i i totally hear you on uh it, that should also be a part of final fantasy sp is level up just a level up button <laughs> you can just push it at any time um here's my next pitch for a uh, sp this one is not an nes game it is a nintendo 64 game Star Fox 64 by all counts a pretty easy game um but I want you to be able to just pick which path you go on, no matter what. Um, the game functions so that uh, you can finish most of the levels in two different ways, some of them in three different ways. And depending on how well you perform, that determines which level you can go to next. I say, forget it. However you perform, go to whatever, whatever level you want to. Also, if one of your uh, teammates dies in battle, he's back at the beginning of the next one. Come on. Why, why are we restricting that? Yeah, like, I love it. Yeah, Let, let's make the game. It's not even about making it easier so much as it is just like, here's a faster way to experience all the game has to offer. Like, can you imagine going into some of those levels where like Falco says something funny or does something and like he's not, he's dead. So he's like not there to do it. <laughs> what is that? What would be the point? What would be the point? What is the point? Um, here's my next one. Uh, Kid Icarus SP. Uh, mostly what I'm pitching here is the uh, Kid Icarus 3D Classics that appears on the 3DS uh, because it includes an, an extra like floaty jump where you can keep pushing the jump button during Pitt's descent to slow him down um, and sort of just like aim where you're jumping. It makes an unplayable game playable, um, but I think uh, there are a couple other things that we need to do to this SP version. Um, got to introduce some checkpoints in levels. It's uh, insane that you die and just go back to the beginning. Um, you need to increase the amount of health that you start with, increase the frequency of money drops so that you can actually buy items when you get to the like little item shops along the way. And then if anyone ever makes it to the second level of, of the game, uh, you got to fix the map and pencil systems, which are the how you actually navigate through these spaces that are like dungeons. Um, and are almost Zelda-esque in, like, their quality, but no one would ever know because it's buried, first of all, in that first level. Uh, the, the first level of Kid Icarus is enough to turn anyone off to that game. <laughs> um, and just empowering people to understand that level, get past it, and then explore the rest of the game like the adventure game that it is. I, it's, it's such a lost 
like a like a genuine classic that sucks for like three reasons and none of those reasons are necessary um here's something that i would pitch yeah. for ice climber yeah just fix the jump fix that jump i don't know if it would quote unquote ruin the game like maybe it'd make it too easy yeah but hey i'd actually play it yeah me too it's they jump so high why do they jump so high and so uh you're really committed to that jump you are so committed to that jump uh yeah i yeah let's let's break the balance of the game and just get a, a jump that makes sense um the next one on my list here is Mega Man SP. Doesn't matter which Mega Man game we're talking about. It could be any of them. It could be all of them. Uh, just start Mega Man with all the weapons. I was mentioning uh, on a Tuesday's episode that I felt more powerful and was having more fun with Mega Man 11 once I had uh, most of the Robot Masters weapons. It just makes the, it, you feel like you're actually using the, the full toolkit that the game has to offer. Still make me fight all the robots. Like, that's fine. Um, but give me all the weapons. I want to have fun with the weapon. Uh, my next one, I think this may be a perfect one. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original TMNT game on the NES. Uh, that is a game badly in need of an easy mode or something that helps you actually experience it. Um, I, would, I would say any, any item that you pick up or any weapon is an infinite amount. You don't run out. You don't, you're not going to run out of boomerangs. Come on. <laughs> Uh, and then also, um, when you die, uh, the next turtle should just appear right there, like until you are out of turtles, and then you get all four of them back. And anytime you start a new level, you get all four turtles. Um, there, it's insane how frustrating it is to be playing that game to lose Donatello early on, and then be like, "Well, I just have to use less good turtles <laughs> until I get a game over." It's outrageous. <laughs> Um, did you play much of the original uh, Teenage Mutant? Too Shows? hard. It is too hard. Um, but it is a good game, and uh, I would love to be able to play it in like a way that actually makes sense. Here's one that I think um, you would appreciate: Battletoads SP. This is next on my list. <laughs> Where they fix the co-op. Yes. Let you finish the game in co-op. Let you finish finish the game in co-op. Currently, to date, this is like 30 years running now in Battletoads when you reach level 11 two player the second player cannot continue because they cannot control their like weird little unicycle bike thing and they just get run over by the like pulsating blob that's chasing <laughs> you and there's no way to stop it from happening so fix that a and then b uh Battletoads is a game that needs to have a training mode where you can just try the same section of a game or a level over and over and over again without penalty, without consequence. That's the only way you're going to learn those uh, like speeder bike level, uh, speeder bike sections in, in level three. The only way, the only way is by playing it over and over and over again. And I have learned them. I probably still know them. I can probably <laughs> still do it. Um, but, you know, that's from two separate periods in my life of committing it to memory. Once as a child and once again in college. We don't have to get into it. <laughs> But I really like Battletoads. I wish it was playable in a modern uh, way. Uh, speaking of Battletoads, Donkey Kong Country 2. Yes. Here's my pitch for the SP version. I would love to know what this pitch is. Just let each monkey get hit twice. Yeah. Instead of once. Great. That, that's perfect. Um, 
I also have uh, Donkey Kong Country 2 on here. But I didn't know. I don't know. Like, people love this game. I don't get it. I don't. We don't get it. We are on record as not really liking this game. Yeah, and I again, I think it comes back to, uh, did you play this as a child? Did you have all the time in the world to play this game where you could memorize what was coming up ahead? Because this is the kind of platforming where it's like, there's no way I could have known that was coming. I could not have reacted for that. Right. The only way for me to learn that lesson was to fail at it, uh, which I get, you know, is is something. But it like, is a design philosophy that's for sure. That's right. Um, but not one that we have a lot of patience for, I think, at, at, at this point. Um, but yeah, I think have, having that second hit or tell you what, man, maybe all all like repackaged retro games should. I mean, save states. Yes. Rewind feature. Oh, for sure. Give me that rewind feature mm-hmm. and make it an easy rewind feature too. The rewind in the Super NES uh, Classic Edition is a little choppy for me. I want to be able to just go like, nope, just quick rewind in real time and uh, go back to four seconds ago and fix fix my mistake. Yeah, even if it was just as simple as that, because I is that how the uh, uh, SNES Classic Edition works, where it's just like, oh, you hit a button and it goes back or like two buttons or whatever and it goes back like 15 seconds or is it like a rewind feature where you yeah so what it is is uh first of all you need to push the reset button to uh access it and then it like shows you the last 30 seconds you have to kind of like scrub along Mm -hmm. or like minute i guess depending on which game it is um scrub along till you find the place where you want it to be and then just do that it's not like uh you played braid right um it braid you do it in like real time um and the music plays backwards which is awesome uh which is also exactly how the uh disney afternoon collection functions too um like i i want to have just make the rewind feel good and then i'm then i'm on board you do that for any game any game could be whatever it is sp and just put a rewind feature in it and i'm on board um all right i think that is uh that is the end of um what we've got as far as pitches but i would love to hear other people's uh pitches for sp versions of games and sure you can just say rewind feature rewind feature standard (laughs) in all of these uh you can email us at nintendo cartridge society at gmail.com all right mark let's close out uh the section of the show here And that is going to do it for this episode of the show. Nintendo Cartridge Society is the name of the show. And this is this episode. We're ending it. Um, remember, please rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate it muchly. If you would like to share this episode, uh, we appreciate that as well, right? Mark is nodding at me. Perfect. Um, uh, if you want to hit us on Twitter, I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. The show is at Nincart Society. We're on Facebook. Um, just look for us on Facebook. Um, if you like Mark Mind's opinions, we write about comic books on retconpunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apebetty.com or by listening to this music right here. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying we still do not understand Donkey Kong Country 2, and we refuse to apologize for it. But thank you for listening.
Hi, I'm Winston. And I'm David. And we're the hosts of a new podcast on Campfire Media called Try It, You'll Like It. And on our podcast, we have our guests eat a food they hate one last time. And we have so many crazy guests. We got amazing chefs. We have killer comedians. Bakers. Candlestick makers. Distillers. Brewers. Food writers. Oh, they're Ooh. writing about food. Ooh, they're probably having some food while they're writing about that yeah, food. Yeah, because we're eating food, and they're eating food, and you're listening to It Happen. All you ASMR hits, enjoy. Chomp, chomp. So check it out every Thursday at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Mmm, that was good. Campfire.